You're listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Alright, so apparently we're live right now. Apparently. Apparently. Apparently the Jets lost out on another player. Yeah, James Van Riensdyk to Detroit, still waiting on the return. Uh, with the returns, the way things are going, um, you never really know because a lot of the returns have taken a while to get going here, but we'll see because that was a player that the Jets were linked to for about two, three weeks and <laughs> suddenly nothing. weren't. Suddenly yeah. weren't. Um, yeah, this morning, actually, guys like Darren Dreger um, and one of the Flyers beat reporters, I'm not sure of his name, but they reported uh, that Winnipeg acquired Vladislav Nemestikov, which we will get into in a second. But then that took them out of the JVR race. So yeah. I I don't really know what the plan is. We still got 18 minutes till uh, till the deadline. Um, there's still time. There's uh, still time for calls to come in three hours later. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the phone lines are going to be hung up. That's for sure. No, yeah. I... Uh, I'm excited to see if they do anything. Um, someone reported, I think it was Pagnotta, or no, it was Andy Strickland, uh, Blues Beat reporter that said the Jets might be in on a depth defenseman uh, with 18 minutes to go till the deadline. So we'll see. There are a lot of options left. There really are. I mean, there are nothing like that's going to, you know, change around the course of the franchise, but there's definitely like useful right. stuff. Right. Absolutely. Yep. JVR heading to Detroit. Jordan Greenway went to Buffalo. And then Minnesota turned around and traded for Oscar Sunquist. That's Which is, really it feels all like that's a happened. net zero move. Yeah. That's really all that's happened in the last, what, like hour? Hour and a half? Two hours? There's been nothing notable. Oh, Dryden Hunt went from Toronto to Calgary. I almost right. thought you forgot. Oh, <laughs> that would have been bad. Whew, thank goodness. And then out of nowhere, uh, it's being reported that Atlanta and Houston are going to get like they're not like getting teams. But like if there is an NHL expansion, those are the two cities that are going to get it next. So it's quite a day to drop that negative news. But here we are. Yeah, thanks, Bushy. Um, the Jets are moving back to Atlanta. Heard it here first. Speaking of other news, <laughs> apparently Detroit is now moving another winger after acquiring JVR. Whoa. So is Pia Suter now potentially Frank, still available? Frank Saravalli, no trade in place at this exact moment for James Van Riemsdyk. So something's gone weird then. Elliot Freeman tweet that it pending yeah. trade call and a physical. He Whoa. did he did tweet that not that long ago after he reported the news. So I'm wondering if the, they got the physical right away and went uh 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 and said no. Maybe. So I maybe guess. that deal is done already. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, what's Freeman weird about that, though, the most... is the fact that JVR has been on the tips of everyone's tongues for so long, and the fact that suddenly there's a slight hang-up. Yeah. It's going weird. Yeah. Or was that a false report? That's the other thing, too, right? You have to take into consideration. 
but we will see what happens here in the next little bit. Yeah, lots of news coming in. Um, we're down to the last 15 minutes. Again, we've been very adamant uh, that we want to see the Jets make a move that's not Vladislav Nemestikov. But again, that's a move, like I was saying earlier, it's a move that's not going to move the needle, but it's a fourth-round pick. You're improving the bottom six, whatever. Uh, like Elliot said, you're trading for a strength. I'm not the biggest fan, but... I don't know. There, there are there are still quality middle six names out there and top four D that is just sitting there, and mm-hmm. prices prices will drop in the next fifteen minutes. Um, this is this is all about being patient, waiting for teams to get desperate to sell off their rentals. This is it. This is the time. This is your time to shine. Yeah. This is the time to make a big deal. Oh wait, I don't think they will. Yeah, shout out to uh to Noah, bringing in the fact that Saravali is now the king of insider news. But I will never forget though when he was on TSN and he was lovingly named the silver-haired millennial, because uh, like he's really the not what? the silver silver-haired millennial. Because uh, one second here, let me oh. just rank Saravali. Uh, yeah, because Saravali is only thirty-four. Oh, yeah, so there you go. It's a lot of gray hair. That is. Yeah, uh, I was saying before we hopped on here, TSN always kind of does a great job with their trade deadline just because they play into the fact that like nothing's going to happen and they just yeah. make a big joke out of it. Yeah. Um, they brought Bruce, Bruce Boudreaux on. Bruce, Did a there bunch is. of funny videos with him. Bruce, there it is. Um, and yeah, they, they do a great job. They, again, James Duffy, like weeks heading up to the deadline, will tweet out random stuff about how this isn't happening. Oh my God. They traded for Timo Meyer and Jacob Chikrin before deadline day. And then on deadline day, he'll just be very, very disappointed every, oh, now Chris Johnson and Darren Dreger, Chris Johnson reporting James Van Rensen is oh. not going to the Red Wings. Whoa. The Jets swoop in at the last minute. No. Things are getting no, it'll spicy. Be Seattle. It'll be Seattle. That's why I'm absolutely either he's not getting moved or it's to Seattle. This is all planned. This was done by the insiders to add some level of intrigue to an otherwise boring deadline day. Uh <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna act like he's going to Detroit and then switch it up. Yeah. He's going like, to Atlanta. Oh, he's not. Oh now he is. <laughs> What is happening here? I don't know. Maybe that whole thing on the the Nemestikov thing, just going back here. uh, The thing that bugs me is the fact that um, the Jets lost Mikey Asimont, who has had a very, very productive season without scoring all that much, but he is just an absolute (laughs) analytics god. Uh, yeah. in San Jose and then he's traded and then they get the guy he was traded for. Like there's something. There's so many, there's so many mistakes along the way that it's really hard to not look back and like when, what, like what is going on here? We've got the, uh, the Iserman truthers are in the, are in the chat. No. 
I, I knew, I knew it was only a matter of time before Rebel showed up. This is a part of the wiser plan. <laughs> is getting beat at the last minute for uh, for JVR. <laughs> oh, that's good. Man, I just want to know what's happening here. Also, once again, no yeah. clue where, where Pegnote is at in terms of where he's getting his information but apparently there is a lot of interest now in gudis which coincidentally as soon as i said that noah shows up with a gudis stanley trade pomo what's the guy maurice <laughs> getting getting his man <laughs> going out and getting his guy I so love it. friedman says something happened with jvr in detroit they pulled back from the deal i don't yeah. know who pulled back but someone did not philly theoretically like, like yeah. I'm assuming it's a pick going back. So Philly wouldn't back out of a third round pick. They wouldn't be like, oh, we don't want that. They would like it would be Detroit backing out because JVR's hurt, or they had a deal and then they further wanted to discuss retention, maybe. Um, or maybe someone I, I swooped really in with a, like a last minute offer, being like, that's better. Maybe yeah. Winnipeg, Chevy. I Come wish. On, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop. We can all sit here and dream. Unfortunately, it won't happen. Ten that minutes. Sam, the Sam Reinhardt trade package at 2 p.m. is gonna hit. It's gonna hit. Stop. Yeah. Reinhardt and Gudis. Yeah. And Pionk for Garland. Straight up. Just acquire Sandheim already. Yeah, Sandheim is a good call uh manitoba boy we've been talking about him pride of elkhorn um, oh yeah no but he he's put up good results for the majority of his career and then this entire philly blue line it, outside of rasmus ristolainen somehow um has taken a step back this year but i honestly wouldn't mind it he's got an extension that kicks in next year if he's available again i'm i'm here for all of it i'm here for anyone that's available. Anyone for any price. Let's do it. Oh, man. The thumbnail for this broadcast is me looking over at my laptop. Yeah. I just <laughs> oh, saw that. <laughs> oh, I just about that's not my good side either. Ah, it's it's me with my head in my hands, which is how I've been feeling for this like entire... like my profile. <laughs> Chevy added Stanley to his JVR package. Stop. <laughs> Noah Laforte. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I wish that we had some sort of like immediate connection here and imagine just getting that information live on air from like a source that we it. have being like, oh, by yeah. the way, Logan Stanley, you know where he's going. Philly for JVR. We have a quote from um, the Jets about uh, Rick Bonus on the acquisition of Nemesnikov. Do we want to read it? Is he doing? Is he doing a media availability? Oh, it's Mitch Clinton. Never mind. He's but, not doing. He's yeah. not doing media, is he? I don't think so. That might just be a one-on-one -on -one thing with with Mitch. It's gotta be. It's a good addition. First of all, he's a great person, great teammate, very versatile forward who can play all three forward positions. He oh, there's the line. You can throw him. You can throw him into the top six every now and then. If the power play's struggling, he can help that. It's his versatility that's the big attraction. Plus, he's a great teammate and a great person, which he already said. So he said it says the same thing twice, meaning he has nothing to say about what he actually like. Versatility doesn't bring to the team, but other than versatility and being a good teammate, 
the the thing that that stands out there for me is him saying that he could slide into the top six. That scares me. I I don't like that. That's not what I want to hear. That combined with the fact that as soon as they acquired Nemesikov, Dreger reported that that took them out of the JVR sweepstakes is very concerning. Yeah. The pieces are clicking together and it's not making me feel good. No. But like I said, the Sam Reinhardt trade at 2 p.m. is going to hit. So just just wait on it. Just wait. We're it's not coming. getting a Sam Reinhardt trade. It's coming. Sam Reinhardt, it's a three-team deal that sends both Reinhardt and Schmaltz to Winnipeg for <laughs> for well, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make unless, unless Florida's doing the retaining there because Arizona has no more retention spots. Everyone has to retain at that point because the Jets have wasted like well not wasted. They used up one point two million on Nemesikov. It's not a waste, but he uses um, up that five team trade. Jumping into the, the comments here and I responded, but um Samson here says just does doesn't see the Jets going all in and I I mean I yeah. I think they lost that opportunity. I think the last chance they had to say they went all in was on Wednesday when they pulled out of the Chikrin sweepstakes. Yeah. Um, where reportedly they just didn't feel like they, you know, trusted the fact that they wanted to, you know, really buy in, which I would get if it was a rental. Um, but the yeah. fact that Chikrin's under contract for a few more years here. And their whole thing was they want term and they want younger guys to help, you know, maintain it. It just doesn't make sense that they were so, you know, cold on it. Plus the fact that it was really not that expensive to acquire. No, uh, it was literally a match made in heaven for what the Jets wanted was a top four D with term. And yep. it took them a first round pick and a conditional second and then another second, which again is worth it for a bona fide like top top two, top four guy. That's at four point six million for two years. Yeah, but apparently they backed out and they haven't made a move. I we're five minutes away now, um, but they haven't made a move for a defenseman. So what what changed their minds to go from being in the chicken race to not acquiring a defenseman at all? Yeah, I don't exactly. know how you take like, that big of a swing. There, there's there's something go bigger, missing go home, here. But, yeah, PLD doubtful for tonight. Oh, Troy Stetcher to uh, Calgary from Arizona. Mm. Yuck. Calgary's buying. Well, I like they got Dryden Hunt and Troy Stetcher, but they're that's depth buying. It's depth, I guess. Yeah, but also Stetcher has been god awful this year in Arizona. Yeah. Arizona, yeah. Well, but Arizona's god awful, so oh, I don't really. Noah here with uh, with the uh, the information here. Mike Stevens says that Detroit was planning to flip JVR, but the trade got next. So Ooh. Detroit was going to trade for him and then flip him to someone else, probably like Vegas or Colorado. The wise Stevie oh, because Detroit the can take the cap. So I'm sure that people, somebody was, I'm sure Vegas was probably calling Detroit and saying, "Hey, mm. you trade for him, we'll retain fifty percent, and you give us a pick or whatever Maybe. asset." So I'm sure Maybe. I'm sure that's what it was. Oh, Josh Jacobs expected to be franchise tagged by the Raiders. Just throwing that in there. Just thought you guys would like to know. Stop. Drop a comment if you're a Raiders fan because I don't know who that was for. <laughs> no, I I'm not a Raiders fan. I don't know any Raiders fans. I just you know thought thought it'd be uh, smart to you know keep everyone in the loop. 
Um, also, yeah. I will say that I don't know, I'm sure this has been made notable, but Danny Dimes wants 45 million. So that, that's what he's asking per year at minimum. Pam. I wonder what back to hockey. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Noah's keeping this on football. Dolphins needed Josh Jacobs. I love it. Um, I wonder what Calgary is paying for Stetcher. Because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, go look at their D pairings. Is oh, I guess their third pairing right D right now, according to Daily Faceoff, is Dennis Gilbert. So that's the position that they're upgrading. But they also have Anderson, Uyghur, Tanev, um, who are all righties. I guess Uyghur can play either side, but it's interesting to me that they bought. Although the price must be low. Well, it's funny that they said they weren't buying today, but they weren't also selling. So I'm not sure. What Blues, the writer for the, <laughs> Blues writer for the Athletic saying the Blues deadline work is done. Interesting. So rule them out. Anything um, <laughs> more than uh, one dollar. You know, Rebel, uh, <laughs> who has seen him firsthand being a, a Wings fan um, with the... Uh, the insider information there. Anything more than a dollar is a lot for Stetcher. That's a Chris Draper trade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Stetcher is always a good value add for my uh, NHL 23 franchise mode. So I just True. No, no <laughs> I swear. Jets. If, if, if Weger comes to the Jets at the buzzer, you'll see me launch out of this chair in excitement. Yeah, I, we, yeah. I, we, if we have something to get, get excited, excited about, then we can't get our hopes up. Yeah, two minutes, one fifty-eight. But that's the thing. Like all of these, uh, like deadline deals. All, as long as they're in by like fifty-nine, like uh, one fifty-nine, fifty-nine, we might not hear the details of it until like two thirty. Two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. No. So what have we got? A minute here. Is Chevy on the phone right now, yes or no? Nope. He's been at the cabin for the last three hours. He's holding like a mouse up to his ear, being like, why can't I hear anyone? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Oh, another depth ad. Patrick Brown from Philly to Ottawa. Wait, wasn't he? What do you have to say about that, Connor? I swear he was with Ottawa before. Yeah, I thought he that was. That name sounds incredibly familiar because for some reason I think he was with Ottawa at some point. No, he's with – oh, at some point? Yeah. No, I'm Carolina, Vegas, Philly. Weird. He's got seven points in 43 games this year. Oh, from uh, Curtis, uh, who's a uh, – Sharks reporter uh, says James Reimer, Nico Sturm, and Capo Kakinen have all left the ice four minutes before practice is set to start. Oh, Reimer has been on the trade bait list for months. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think who needs a you know, goalie insurance. Toronto, bringing him home. Start shopping Connor Hellebuck. Stop, <laughs> Connor Hellebuck for James. You gotta play the market. Reimer. Just because he's from Manitoba does not mean we need to bring him here. We need to build an all-Manitoba lineup. 
That's what they're trying to do because that's how they think that they're going to bring people here and how people actually want to be here and stay. Um, good physical Canadian Manitoban boys. Yep. Bring them in. Primer coming home to replace Riddick. <laughs> Honestly, I will not badmouth Dave Riddick this year. He's been exactly no, he's as been solid as you need him to be. Yeah, he's been all right. Oh, Justin, I, I I just don't know yeah. if Edmund. I don't think Edmonton can afford any other yeah. move unless money's going back. Pavlik. Rebel, <laughs> how did that Andre... name out of your mouth? I was about to say, how did Pavlik come up? <laughs> back from retirement. The Jets have the Jets have acquired Andre Pavlik at the deadline. <laughs> from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> from the retirement home in exchange for the paid service for his mm. room or whatever. Rasmus Asplund from Buffalo to Nashville. Oh. Okay. So lots of deals coming through here at least. At least there's things happening. Nothing like more... notable though. I guess everything no. is happened no it's all that stuff going down which by the way we've hit the deadline but i mean we have nhl is pretty uh pretty lenient i'm waiting i'm (laughs) waiting for those things saying someone's done and figuring out who is still active yeah (sighs) pavlik is an e-bug oh god (laughs) i'd rather have make him the zamboni driver the, uh, Just give it to Wade Flaherty. JVR not moved at all. Per uh, Frank Saravalli. Wow. Do you trust that? Wow. No, uh, Johnston Saravalli. Yeah, that he was not moved. Nashville is extending Dante Fabro. <laughs> they hit two hundred one, and they were like, "Oh, you're still here. All right, we'll we'll sign you." I'm sorry, <laughs> but how do you, if you're Philly, how do you not get an asset for JVR when he's literally been on the? trade bait boards since he's like the season started they're making a playoff push okay <laughs> and if you're the jets how do you Travis connect me and scott lautner coming back and they're making a huge push and if you're the jets how do you not make an offer at the last minute for a guy who's gonna stay in philly now unless unless something comes out that like the reason detroit backed out or a different team backed out is because jvr is hurt Either that or they just they thought that they had a way to flip him properly. Uh, And then either the league or the Flyers or someone backed out of that and they said, never mind. Yeah. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Yeah, that is wild. That he was going to Detroit. Was it confirmed that it was a three-team trade? Or did someone just say that uh, Detroit had the intentions 
a flip. Was, I think from what I can tell, it was like the intentions. Okay. Oh boy, we're getting real close to uh, to uh, the point where there's no there's no calls in the system. I think we're already past that point. To be no, honest. no, there's been points where we won't hear until like twenty after, and then a big name is kind of like, oh, big mm. deal. Uh, Austin Wagner <laughs> from the the Kings to uh, the Blackhawks for future considerations. Yeah, well, if the Jets made the trade for future considerations, I don't know. He's he's kind of made his rounds in the league, right? Like future considerations is really much of a journeyman. And, you know, he's been moved so much this year. I'm really excited to see what he can do for uh, Chicago. I'm really excited what Chevy's going to do when he Fabro's, doesn't have anymore. Fabro's deal is one year, two point five million, so they can just turn around next deadline next year and have him <laughs> be, be like, on the block. Hey, we again. still don't want you. Yeah. And then at 201, be like, oh, you're still here again? Okay, we'll sign you again. Oh, Habs are done for the day. Joel Edmondson wasn't moved. Yeah. Well, that 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 is one good thing. I was terrified that the Jets were going to move for him. Give up a one for Joel Edmondson. Oh. <laughs> be the better Jets. than actually no. Yeah, so disappointed. Man. So so disappointed. This team. Dante Fabro got signed for almost exactly his market value for the athletic. There you go. Point three million off. Boom. Great deal for both sides. I've officially Apparently moved can... my my tweet deck to. Uh, uh, oh my, yeah. Jets are done. Couldn't do anything else. According to Drager, they're done. Man, that is. Uh, How do you not get a deal done? That is something That's else. That's bad. So another thing to know: Logan Stanley remains a Winnipeg Jet. Yeah. Even though he requested Neil Pionk remains a Winnipeg Jet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pionk didn't request a trade, but Pionk should have requested a trade to help out the team. There's just so many deals left on the table. So yeah. many. Like JVR, JVR did not get moved. You're nope. telling me they wouldn't have taken Logan Stanley over nothing? JVR's not like, I doubt he's going to come back to the Flyers. That's wild. There were so many deals they could have made before today. Today. Yeah. Like, this presser is going to be a doozy. I don't really, I'm not this even. This is going to be a big one. I'm. Oh. I wonder when he is going to talk to the media. But how is he going to? He's going to have cell service. <laughs> See, when I hear that the Jets tried no. to get one more move in, but couldn't, that to me is like, oh, shoot, I ran out of time. Well, we're fine. We're, we're good. We don't have to do anything like the else. Group we have. Like, the only team that should be doing that is the Boston Bruins. Going, oh, we tried to get one more in, but I think we're fine. I don't think we right. need it. A team that's but, already added like three significant pieces. And they added Bertuzzi, like Man. Man, this franchise I can't. 
I do find it interesting though that yes, Drager said that they weren't done on the broadcast, but no one else has tweeted about it. Yeah. And like, I know Drager's usually on things fairly quickly for the Jets, but like, uh, I'm listen. I Besser and JT Miller remain Canucks. Um, there it is. Which are we surprised anymore about yeah. uh, the the Canucks being incompetent? No, <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know who this is, but apparently there's uh, something about Minnesota and John Klingberg. Hmm. You know what? That'd be good from a Jets perspective because that's a net negative, whatever whatever they give up for John Klingberg. I mean, well, the um, reporter, uh, for head of sports media from every, uh, every sports group, um, and he's, you know, former, you know, editor in chief of Hockey Sweden. Oh, so that feels fairly, <laughs> fairly good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, yeah, I just saw this on uh, on Twitter, and I saw that Elliot just retweeted it, where Cody was saying that, uh, um, essentially, from the eyes of Pierre Luc Dubois. Uh, a chance to make a run here. Um, and especially if the if you're the Jets and you think you might be able to somehow convince him with a winning run, not doing any sort of supplemental moves to make the team better, says a lot about uh, what's going to be thought of the team when they you know, keep going forward here. And, and it's not only just that they didn't make a move, it's also that they promised that they would make a bunch of moves if the team was in a position to do so. Yeah. which they've been in the position to do so for months at the top of the division in the division race, and they didn't do anything. And so well, the whole thing is this core has been going for like the entirety of this. The, the, since the Jets came back, this has been the core. Mark Scheife was a first draft pick in Jets 2.0 history. His contract is up after next year. Connor Hellebuck, literally the backbone of your franchise, the reason you've had any ounce of success is up next year. Pierre-Luc Dubois wants to leave. He wants to go to Montreal. Like, this was supposed to be the year, and they just didn't do it. And I don't know why, because this this core was expiring. You see what Pittsburgh – like, Pittsburgh, you might not agree with the moves, but at least they're doing something to try and give Crosby and Malkin and Latang one last run. Yeah. Um, but the Jets just didn't do that. They just are like – they'll leave they'll live in mediocrity, and then they'll pick – 17th every year and never be good enough to make the playoffs and never be good enough to have a lottery pick. Um, we have a confirmation on the Klingberg deal in Minnesota from LeBron, by the way. Oh, so they got it in. Yeah. At the buzzer. Unlike the jets at the buzzer. Couldn't get anything going even a couple hours before the buzzer. No, it just, the issue is, is I, I can never, imagine the organization going into like an actual rebuild it just like feels full-fledged rebuild no that's the thing because i mean in two years okay. there's a significant drop off of talent and you're relying a lot on your prospect pool that is good not great it looks as if they're gonna sort of hover right around that number 16 pick this year 
which means you're you're missing out on the the totally top talent and you're taking more of a lottery pick with your first round pick yeah and like it's just so frustrating so frustrating that they can support this core after all all the years 2018 2019 um where they made deep runs they responded to a new head coach this year yeah um some guys even came out and said in the media i'm pretty sure uh kyle connor was saying like yeah we want help at the deadline and they just, well even lowry was again, like it'd be nice yeah. to you know get that little boost but then again if they if they retool uh quote unquote because like i don't know what a retool looks like for true north but even if they trade away shifley hellbuck and dubois next year they're still good enough to not be one of the worst teams in the league they still have morrissey they still have cal connor they still have Nikolai Ehlers. They'll still have Nino Niederreiter. Like, they're still going to be a decent team next year. So they're not good enough to just blow it up. Um, or sorry, they're not bad enough to just blow it up. But I don't know. But it's also they're not good we'll enough see. to compete, I don't think. Right. Which has been the story of the Jets every single year since they came back, except for 2017. Yeah, and and like year. 2016, where they lucked into the second overall pick. Right. They won the um, lottery. Also, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, the full trade for Calgary and Arizona. So Troy Stetcher and Nick Ritchie for Connor Mackey and Brett Ritchie. The brothers were traded for each other. No way. I love it's it. To high five each other on the way out. Yeah, I love it. If they, you know, the whole thing where like if teams are playing each other tonight, they can just walk across the dressing yeah. room. If they were playing each other tonight, they could just swap jerseys and no one would know. Ritchie You're for right. Ritchie. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see what the Wild ended up giving up for Klingberg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this return's going to be interesting. You know what? For Minnesota, it actually kind of makes sense. Because they desperately need offense when Kaprizov's not on the ice. They have like the biggest, one of the biggest discrepancies in the league by like uh, offense generated by one player versus the rest of the team. Um, it's like Connor McDavid levels of like percentage of their offense that comes from Kirill Kaprizov. So that'll at least provide a spark to their offensive like depth yeah. from the back end. What? They traded for offensive depth? Wow. That's a really <laughs> revolutionary concept. <laughs> And you know what? I, I, I'm not going to read too much into I know Klingberg is not the best defender in the world, um, but the Ducks are like the worst. Yeah, Jay Fresh put it, uh, the worst defensive team of the cap era. So uh, I'm not going to put too much stock into how bad that number is. He'll be good offensively. He'll be like still bad defensively, not the <laughs> worst defender in the league. Um, but I, I, I don't mind that move. I'm, I, I want to see the return here. Yeah. Who is the worst defender in the league? Yeah, no, that's a great point. What was the point of getting all that cap space over the last few weeks if you were just going to sit on it and not use it? Yeah. What did they like? Did they finish with like three, three and a half million of just unused? Three and a half, I believe. It's terrible. And the issue here, too, is there was that whole conversation about how they didn't want to spend draft picks and everything. But the, you know, the whole thing was show that you actually want to win uh and if that involves you maybe overpaying a little bit in the deal maybe parting with something you don't necessarily want to but it you're actually improving your team at the time 
I mean, it's hard to not be okay with that. Like, obviously you're not wanting to like viciously overpay for something. Like you're not sending Cole Perfetti for JVR. Um, (laughs) But what, what you can do though, is if you don't want to part with picks, you say, Oh, we do need to improve offensively. Uh, Let's trade that third for, um, for JVR. And then we'll figure it out later. Like my best example for this is like, you look at some of the the you guys will probably laugh, but some of the football leagues over in Europe, and sometimes to develop a a team or like whatever, you have to sell young players who have a lot of value or good players to move along with your with the club, right? Like, yeah. like I think that's the first time European football leagues have ever been referenced on here, but I'll take it. Well, hey, but I think in this situation, it probably makes sense. Like there are yeah. guys on teams that may not be the best player, but because they have such high potential or whatever. And that's what I yeah. see draft picks as. You have no idea what the draft. It's like I mentioned yesterday on Twitter. They're they're magic beans. You have no idea what you're going to get from them. Like, yeah. yes, they may be good. Look at Connor Hellebuck and a bunch of the other depth draft picks we've made. But you also have to develop those guys and you have to pick the correct players. Yeah. And those magic beans, you can go get later and – use your current picks to either trade up or you use them to trade back to get those magic beans for later. Yeah. So or, it's not like you can't reacquire them. Or you draft a player who's a project and then seven years later, he requests a trade and you don't trade him at the deadline. You could use first round picks like that too. Actually, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to use them. Um, they, you could do that. You could also take a first round pick, have a player dominate in other leagues when he's 19 and then put him in the AHL for two years as well. You could do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, or you could, like there, there are multiple ways to use first round picks, you know, yeah. or you could just hold on to them uh, in a year when, yeah, Scott Billick, the NHL jets are done. Boom. There yeah, there's the, the, the actual, the, jets, like, the other confirmation. Yeah. yeah. Drager's the national confirmation. There's the local confirmation. just pain brian are you gonna take uh take a swing at a at a uh, jets didn't do enough article we'll see depends on how mad i am later today i'm telling you it's uh that one will uh will do good oh yeah i i think this is really and i mentioned it before i know in a previous episode that um, the Jets not making deals or not doing what they should do at the deadline is a franchise-defining move. Yeah, this is a it year speaks to the culture. Yeah, it, 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 this is this is at a point now where you look at the core and for what we've been saying. I know over the last month we haven't been great, but if you look at the season as a whole, we've been good. And so, if you're the Jets, or if, really if you're any other organization, you're probably buying. Yeah. You really yeah. should be looking at buying here. But yeah, it's just it's frustrating. Uh you know, Justin, I, I honestly I think there needs to be conversations held uh internally about the effectiveness of Mr. Sheveled Hayoff in the GM's chair. Because we're on I guess this would this would be the is this the thirteenth trade deadline? Uh that oh. you know there's that but it's also it's the fact that it's the 12th actual season in which they've mm-hmm. only made they've only won three playoff series oh 
did we lose Elliot? He's gone. He'll be back. I'm sure. He's he's just he's incensed. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's so done. mad. He's done with this. No, I I agree though. Like, and then leading up, like the few weeks before the deadline, everyone was pointing to how Shevelday isn't really afraid to make a move, um, which may have been true in the past, but this goes completely against that. Like, yeah, they traded for. Oh, he's back. It yeah, they traded himself. for. He was just so mad. <laughs> no i house duties all good <laughs> no, like yeah they traded for stastny and yeah they traded for hayes but this was arguably like okay stastny 2017 that team was good you had to that group this was probably the second like if you were tiering the seasons the second highest on the they should buy yeah because no one knew they'd be in this position um like i said the core is expiring uh who knows where pld is gonna go in the offseason um well, yeah, I guess we do know. I guess we do know. He's already a Montreal Canadien at this point. Le Québécois. This is a great tweet um, from Winnipeg Chief. Hearing the Jets have acquired two 24-packs of Coors Light as part of this year's trade deadline in order to encourage the team to talk things out in an effort to bring back good vibes. Oh, was that... Um... Just crushing some Coors. <laughs> Just sit back and have a few beers with the boys. Just cracking a cold one. In the in the locker room, that'll solve their problems. It's because it's not just about good vibes. Yeah. Well, That's a team all, that the Jets know. are kind of jostling for position with, uh, for the wild card spot, Seattle. Uh, they did not make a move today. Okay. Uh, they are done. Um, Calgary. Yeah, Calgary made a couple moves, but I wouldn't say anything really changed in terms of the roster makeup. Yeah. Um, ultimately, they're, I think Calgary. Uh, if they get any sort of better goaltending from Markstrom, uh, they're a team to really be careful of because yeah. uh, not necessarily of uh, like in terms of competition, but in terms of the Jets, because if the Jets continue to play like they're, you know, they're playing and, you know, losing games at the rate that they have as of late, uh, Calgary gets a few extra wins. Suddenly it's like a one point thing between a playoff spot and falling out. So um and it doesn't get any easier with tonight and tomorrow night. You get Edmonton, who added Matthias Ekholm, Nick Bukestad. And then and there's like McDavid. Arguably the best team in the West. And, well, yeah, obviously. They have, like, the greatest player in the modern hockey era as well. Um, that That's going to be tough to stop, obviously. But, yeah. Scott Bellick, yeah. Yeah, Jets I was adding just one guy, the, the Jets adding one guy on deadline day sends quite the message to the current team and particularly its core, even with Nino, it says that management doesn't believe in the current team enough to invest. Which is Which at that point, then you should be nails selling. It on the head. Nails it on the head. Yeah, have a direction. It Don't just sit here mediocrity then. If you don't, then, if you don't believe in the core, then sell. Yeah. Like um, unless that's their plan is to sell this offseason. I'm not sure, but... But then again, like, like I said, even if they do sell their expiring assets, they'll still be too good to be one of the worst teams in the league unless you fully blow it up and trade like Kyle Connor in the middle of his prime, which I don't know if I'd agree with that. But th- th- there are ways to do it, to rebuild on the fly. I don't know if the Jets have it in them. but So Klingberg's return is a fourth in 2025, Andre Schuster, and the rights to Nestorenko. I've not heard of Nestorenko. Very, but seems very low. No, I guess it was at the at the end. But yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Let's dive into what Rebel says here. The Jets might win a playoff round or two simply because the West is more wide open than the East, which could be terrible for the franchise overall as it would be sense of change. I mean, it's true. Like, honestly, like giving the the team a level of success honestly yeah. might be a little bit more damaging than just missing entirely. At least if you miss entirely, yeah. you can identify the season as uh, you know, honestly, I, you could say it's a failure because of how, especially how the first half went. Going to the yeah. the All Star oh. break, you're uh, up like a point out of first in the West. Yeah. Well, do you remember a few podcasts ago? I said something along the lines of, uh, if they miss the playoffs at this point, it would be a catastrophic failure. That's when they were like first in the West. Yeah. And Morrissey was well. Morrissey's still great, but um, like at that point, it was like unimaginable to think that they would miss the playoffs and now here we are because they've lost six of their last seven they added in a rider but cole perfetti's out for the rest of the regular season yep so potentially the rest of the season if they miss the playoffs and yeah that that has i i think that that's incentivized them in the past that that playoff round win against edmonton where they swept mcdavid and then basically got or got swept by um montreal i feel like that incentivized them to keep pushing with this current core as well yeah I don't know. And then if, if the same thing happens this year, yeah. Gustafson's been activated, by the way. Oh, that's their deadline ad. Yeah. Chevy's going to pull the old um, adding from within that he's said about. He said that about Hanala last yeah. year. Guys like Ville Hanala, guys like Cole Perfetti, guys like David Gustafson. Also, just to circle back here, do we even think it's reasonable, given who their opponents might be, that they win around? No, because they're like, going to end up playing Colorado. Depends on the f- current form of whoever we're playing. So, like likely Colorado, given how they've been trending. Yeah. Um, Dallas, I wouldn't. I I think they would beat Dallas in a playoff series. Dallas has been worse than the Jets. Actually, eh. they've been like equally as bad as the Jets over the last two weeks. Dallas. So I don't know. I don't know about them. Colorado, they get rinsed. Oh yeah. Um, Minnesota, I have no confidence in. Well, they've lost yeah. both games handily, right? Yeah. Um, also, like if you're playing someone out of the Pacific, which at this point I have no idea who it's going to be. Um, Edmonton, Vegas. Edmonton, Vegas, uh, Seattle. I, on, I think all of them are kind of bunched together within a few points of each other. Uh, yeah, all of those teams have enough talent to... Like the only, I'd, I'd say, like the biggest thing that we have over everyone else is the goaltending. Yeah. I think Hellebuck's the only way we could like steal a playoff series. That's where I would actually worry about um, Dallas, is because Ottinger is just very, very good. So, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. It's Calgary. Yeah. Oh, that year. was one of the most insane performances I have ever seen in a series. Unreal. Can't believe they lost. Yeah. It's terrible. Apparently Chevy Chevy is going to be speaking soon at Canada Life Center. So we'll find out what he has to say, which I'm pretty sure we already know. Uh, It's gonna be a doozy. It's gonna be a lovely one. I I have faith in the in the media to grill him. I I hope they do. It sounds like Billick Billick is ready to grill. So well Billick had a really good article the other day about how the Jets need to go all in. Yeah. And yeah. No, I. Well, because that's the thing. If he says anything other than um, uh, we tried to add impact names, but couldn't, 
if he Even says if he any, says that but the only thing is if he says anything that. to do with like uh we trust in the group um it's con- entirely contradicting himself from earlier in the month where he said we believe that we can add to improve the team like which one is yeah. it do you believe in the group or do you believe that they need to improve the last only six thing that- last seven he believes in the group yeah the yeah, only easy. thing that I will accept is if he says something along the lines of, like you said, Brian, either they say, he say, he comes out and says, you know what, we tried to add names and either A, our our expectations were, or what, they're, what they were asking for, their asks were not where our expectations were, or just they couldn't get cap, or if he says we tried to make a trade work and we need a third team and nobody else was willing or something. Like that'll be that is that last case is really all I can really think about actually being uh, no an acceptable I think, answer. I think this this media interview or this this session that he's about to do is a lose lose, no matter what he says. Yeah. If he says I trust in the group, which is like just like GM oh, I hope speech, he does. I, I like my team. Well, he's not going to say he doesn't like the group, right? This group so sucks. But I didn't want to reward them. He's not going to come out and say that. No, and then and then so if he says, oh, we tried to make moves, but they fell through. Um, then people are going to say, well, why didn't you like try like y- you if JVR went for nothing, if John Klingberg went for a four, I'm not saying they should have gone for Klingberg, but there were other names out there that were probably available. Um, there were names earlier this week that were still available. Earlier this like, you can the longer they waited, the yeah, worse it weeks. looked on the team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's 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 tough to talk about because you want to see the team succeed, but on the other hand, uh, you're, you're looking at a team that very clearly has suffered mightily recently. And you start wondering, is it, you know, the fact that there was no confidence put in the group by actually going out, is that him not having confidence or him just not being aggressive enough? Yeah. Not being aggressive enough. Yeah. So he like that, that's my prediction. He wasn't aggressive enough. Yep. As with this, not much you can do and now. Don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved the Nino Nita Rider trade. We, yeah, that we was had a good a podcast that was a good on deal. that. That was a great move. Uh, the Nemesikov one is fine in a vacuum, like it's a fourth round pick. Uh, he, he'll improve the bottom six a little bit, fine. Uh, but then again, we've been saying for months they needed a big swing. Chikrin, Meyer. Meyer went for a bit of a high price. I don't blame him there. Um, but they needed a big swing. Bertuzzi went for a one. Uh, like Schmaltz you, you didn't go a, needed, at all. Schmaltz didn't go. You needed like, another move, and they didn't make it. Simple as that. No, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that they needed, especially with Perfetti's injuries. I think it was that our last episode. I think Which, I said they needed at least two moves yeah. and a defenseman. Oh yes, they made two moves and a defend. Well, really not a defenseman unless they call somebody up. But those are not the two moves I was talking about. I was saying either. Yeah. At that point, when Meyer was available, or a Schmaltz, or like a Schmaltz JVR, I don't know if the cap works on that, but a Schmaltz Bjugstad yeah. deal, and then a depth defenseman, right? So game-breaking additions, yeah. Thing, things that would actually change the course of what's going on, not let's just add because yeah. we're in a cold streak. No, this team yeah. has issues that need to get solved. Yeah, and I said it uh, a few days ago, but. I'm scared. I, I was responded to one of Nick Lynam's tweets, and I said, I, I'm scared that the Niederreiter move was completely reactionary from the Perfetti injury. Yeah. And the, the plan was to stand pat all along or add a Nemesikov for a fourth-round pick at the deadline. 
but be, because Perfetti got hurt, they went out and got Niederreiter. I don't know if they make that move if Perfetti's healthy right now. Like, obviously, we'll never know, but the way they handled this deadline, it wouldn't shock me if that was the plan. If they said, oh, we weren't going to we weren't gonna add all along, but then Perfetti got hurt, so we went out and got a, a, a top six forward. Here, Here's know. the best, I think, analysis on the situation here from uh, Garrett Hole. If the goal was to keep the team in a playoff position and anything can happen while not selling the farm, they did their job. But if your goal is to maximize an aging core that will mostly leave in one to three years, the Jets didn't do enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the best way you can sum it up. Like it'd be different if the the Jets were, you know, out of a playoff position and iffy at best if they would make it, but they add some depth just in case they make a run without spending too much money. Whatever. These moves would have been fine. Um, Yeah. But the fact that the West is so wide open and you have no clue what the team's going to look like in two seasons, not at least making some sort of a swing. That's the thing. Like making, you know, overpaying on a, on a guy that, you know, just to get him from someone else, they don't do that. They don't outbid teams on uh, players, which is, I think one of their biggest issues is um, if you're not aggressive uh, and especially players notice when you want them, it's not yeah. like, uh, oh, uh, both these teams were, you know, vying for me. Uh, but if I choose this or if, if I get traded to this one, I'm going to remember uh, the other team that was going like, no, they won't. They remember the team that outbid the other team for them. The Jets don't do that. And everyone knows that Winnipeg's not a desirable place for players to come play. It's the only way yeah. to get so players. How do you acquire players. It's trade. And it's trade for the- players that don't have... No move clauses. Which most of the biggest names going at this deadline did not. Jacob Chikrin did not. I heard that a lot. Jimmy well, did not. Nick maybe Chikrin didn't want to sign an extension in Winnipeg. Stanheim he was signed doesn't. for three years. Yeah. I, That's the thing. And if, if they really wanted term, Sanheim uh, has a contract that starts next year that runs for eight years. Or yeah. what you do is you trade, someone, trade for someone like Chikrin give him the opportunity to like what he what he sees here or you trade for him and you go hey this is what this city can offer it's not as bad well you know i, I won't get into that conversation but the management would say that it's not as no, bad as people flatter. yeah no the, this, the management would go it's not as bad as you think it is and maybe he would sign an extension right you have to you have to show you have to show players what what they're missing out on like yeah look look at the winnipeg blue bombers i hate bringing up cfl football i hate bringing in other references but like they get people to come in because of the culture yeah and it's been recognized around the league that they are a winning franchise yes i know it's only recently but that's why they're now reacquiring players that want to come back yeah kenny lawler just came back for cheap because he loves winnipeg he likes the city. He likes the organization. So it, it, it's more, more so of a thing of maybe it's not about what the city has, but maybe it also needs to be what the organization is offering and what they're willing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it may have to be that there's not only just a change in how we operate like normally during trade deadlines or how we mm-hmm. trade draft picks, but maybe it just needs to be a culture change that, yes, I get that. Maybe it's not always a like, like sometimes, yes, maybe you need to tank, but maybe you need to make it league wide known 
that this that the franchise will do whatever it can to make moves if they're ever competing. Yeah. That's how you get other guys to come in. Is you make moves in in the past that show future players like a Pierre-Luc Dubois that I'm sure if we had traded for a Chachurin and a Schmaltz or whatever package you want to say, maybe he would actually consider an extension. Because yeah. you go, you know what, this team actually wants me to stay because they're saying, hey, look, we've given you a couple guys with term. We've given you a couple rentals. Yeah. Go out and play. And you know what? If you want to stay, this is the culture that we've built. And so this is what it's going to stay as. Well, yeah. But if you're not willing to do that, then you're not going to keep anybody. In the business of professional sports, and I'm excluding teams in the MLB that are just opposed to spending money. Um, but if if you're in professional sports, you're in the business of trying to win. Because if you because that's winning makes you money. Winning makes you fans. Winning gets you players. Uh, you get you know better you know like publicity. Like the the whole thing is, if you're in the business of professional sports, but you're not in the business of winning, what's the point? Yeah. Like this is it's yeah. it's a situation of the team is very clearly not good enough to make a run. Uh, they had the chance to pick up some game breaking talent that would be here for at least another year after this. Um, and then, uh, they chose actively, they actively chose not to, um, especially because I mean, uh, further up in the comments here with Noah saying that Chikrin going for a first and a set in a couple seconds, very affordable in terms of what he brings to very. a team. Um, the fact that they're not willing to spend that to make their team better and to add an impact player says a lot about, you know, what they believe is necessary in the uh, organization. And I don't believe it's ultimately for winning. It's just holding the course. They don't want to do anything too dramatic. Especially for a team that drafted two first round picks last year with McGordy and Lambert. Like you think they'd be willing to move more first round picks because they have more first round talent in the system. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Like at some point you've got to give up first round picks for proven talent Yeah. at some point along the line. And like I said, Mark Shifley, the first ever draft pick in Jets 2.0 history, his contract's up next year. Hellbuck is up next year. Dubois is already wearing red. Uh, like this team is not going to be the same next year or the year after that. Yeah. So this has been the best chance that they've had to go all in. I don't blame Chevy for getting cold feet if this lost six of seven kind of tipped him off, but you still need to add more than what you did. Yeah. Like if, if, if he didn't want to move multiple firsts to outbid uh, Ottawa for Chikrin because they had lost six of their last seven or whatever, fine. But you have to have other moves in the system. Yeah. Uh, the Flyers GM Chuck Fletcher said that they didn't receive a firm offer from anyone on JVR. So I, I really just don't know if they didn't offer anything. Uh, there, it was reported that it was a third-round pick. Would that be a firm offer? That was the ask. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I just it, don't know. I it mean, seemed like they had nothing in the in 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 the works, at, like nothing. Well, and I, I think at this point too, like it's it's easy to start sort of talking in circles about it because yeah. there's really not a whole lot else to say. Like, obviously we're, we're disappointed because you want to see a, a winning team and you want to see a team make noise in the playoffs and they're going to finish above 500. They're probably going to make the playoff, but at some point or another, you have to learn to adjust your expectations and, you know, look for something bigger. Just making the playoffs should not be the goal anymore. 
Like you, no. you've done that. It's not like it's the first time you've done it. Like in 2015, uh, you know, after the the run in 2017, 18, like that should have been the point of being like, okay, this should, should we should make a turn as an organization to be continuously competitive. But you know, yeah. I do think though that we kind of said everything that needs to be said. Um, we're going to yeah. actually turn this into an episode. Um, we're going to put it on YouTube, uh, put it on, you know, all of our podcast platforms. Um, so definitely check that out once it's out. Uh, if you weren't, uh, so if you're listening to this now and you didn't hear it live, uh, welcome in. Um, but, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, thank you everyone for joining us today on our first deadline together. Um, yeah. First ever live stream. Yeah, first ever live stream. So yeah, we had a you know nice little viewer base coming in here. So uh, we were uh, happy to share that with you. Happy to share in the frustrations. Um, but uh, no, from uh, from the from all of us here, thank you for the support. And uh, we'll have this episode out in the next day or two to uh, definitely uh, get to lean into the frustrations here. But uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of their Friday and a great weekend. And we will uh, see you next week for our next episode. See ya. See ya. So. You've been listening to the Level Flight Podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network.